Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions, the show where Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars, is the subject. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud, and joining me once more in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. Famous for attacking the Millennium Falcon inside the gut of a space slug. It's the blind oh, himself. No. Oh no. Are you having a lot? <laughs> the Blynock. A Blynock. Oh my <laughs> word. I need to get that printed on a badge and put on my shirt that I'm wearing every single day. How on earth are you, Jabba the Hard, you absolute gangster? I smell a giveaway now, a Blynock badge. Really good, mate. Yeah, glad to be shooting the breeze. Oh, what a long old day at work it was today. Good weekend, though. Monday is my favourite day of the week, so I'm looking forward to this. And But before that, how about you? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm really good. Like you said, it's been... I've had a real busy weekend. I've had a busy Monday. I feel pretty tired. I won't lie to you. It's September now. So we are in the countdown, the countdown to some juicy Star Wars content. Because the way I look at it, we are in the months that have uh, burr in them. B-E-R at the end. September, October, November, December. So that's where I am. Brilliant. (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) right okay right okay so i guess that takes us to the news is that right matthias and before the news it's my turn to put a bligh oh what are you drinking nice can of blue moon tonight i'm a big fan of blue moon nice naughty boy open to shoot that galactic breeze what's happening in the galaxy bligh snootles right so first up we have an updated version of the Mandalorian trailer for your lovely ears, everybody. This is a world exclusive, okay? A world exclusive. Instead of Werner Herzog's narration for the Mandalorian trailer, we have the original British spicy Dan Sexton one. Punch it. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. So good. Ah, oh, I mean, Mate. I mean, I mean, how Dan hasn't got a career in voicing over adverts, I have no oh, idea. Midnight, midnight Dan, or Sexton after midnight, or something like that. Yeah. Radio, I like it. I am sure Lucasfilm are going to be contacting him ASAP, Rocky. Right after this podcast <laughs> to get him on the next trailer. Make it happen, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm next with some um, real news fake as opposed news. to fake news. Yeah. Um, we have J.J. Abrams recently spoke to Josh Horowitz of MTV News and hinted at Palpatine's role in the... See, I'm buzzed tonight. You can tell I'm excited. I'm ecstatic for this stuff. Anyway, Josh Horowitz of MTV News hinted at Palpatine's role in The Rise of Skywalker. He called Adam Driver mind-blowing and he mentioned the Dark Ray reactions and even the final shot 
on the rise of Skywalker. Matt Hudson, can you please play that clip for us, bud? Clip inserting now. We see the Emperor literally looming over that new poster. Who's the big bad? Well, I will say that uh, that's part of what the story is. And also, I will say that, uh, you know, with the Emperor around, he's not going to be your, you know, the cuddly pal. Right. (laughs) I, I, I can't wait for you to see how that plays out. But, you know, he's in the poster for a reason. Let's talk Kylo Ren. Beyond redemption, this guy has done some dark stuff. Can he possibly be redeemed? You know, I I will say that uh, with an actor like uh, Adam Driver, you can never limit what that man can do. I will say, uh, without talking about redemption or not, that uh, he is mind-blowing in this. Like, he's he's brought a whole other level to this. So I, I can't wait for you to see what happens with him. It's pretty fun. I mean, do you look forward to moments like today when you reveal, you know, the money shot where you see uh, Ray in that context and, you know, fans are now going to go crazy and dissect that. What's that mean? She turned to the dark side. Um, do you look forward to sort of seeing the speculation after moments like that? I mean, honestly, I, I really do hope that people respond well. The fact is we are in the editing room working on the movie. So as much as I do look forward to you know getting a sense of what reactions are you know always we have a lot that we're still working on we have months you know to go on this thing so i i I can't like talk about in the past tense or look at reactions as like my full-time job i'm you know you have a movie we're we're working to finish this film yeah (laughs) last thing for you um the last shot of this film when did you decide on it have you decided on it did that come early in the process because you again you decided on now i'd be in real trouble but no no we, we it was a very early on thing and um you know, it's, it's it's less the last shot of the movie than the last, you know, sequence. But um, it's something that I, I, you know, I hope you like. It's just Jar Jar saying, Misa, go, go bye-bye now? No, the reason I didn't use your pitch <laughs> was the quality aspect. Absolutely brilliant. What it's done. What an absolute king. People, the thing to take away here... Palpatine isn't anyone's friend. <laughs> that that is news. That is news, and I'm surprised the internet isn't blowing up over this. I'll be dead honest with you, um, because it, it, it clearly shows that the agenda. And and I think I I think I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, either last week or the week before, that I think Palpatine is not aligned with the First Order or obviously the Resistance Hmm. or New Republic. I think he's going to be his own force. And I think that plays into the fact that in the Episode Nine trailer, we see Imperial Star Destroyers, not First Order Star Destroyers, Imperial Star Destroyers. JJ goes on to say there's a purpose to his role. Now, what are you thinking about that, Matt? Because I have my own ideas, but what, what, how do you interpret that, mate? Well, he is the Senate, so he'd never be of aligned course. to the First Order or the Resistance. He's the Senate. Um, the Senate. Well, on, just on that, Palpatine isn't anyone's friend. Palps is turning up to take down fools and chew that bubblegum, and we know he hasn't got any bubblegum left. He's coming to take yeah. the galaxy back, so I like the idea that Palpatine's basically just thought, right, I've been hanging out in whatever guise for the last 30 years. And now I'm coming back to end this is terrifying and awesome at the same time. But the purpose to his role, it obviously, again, JJ isn't going to say, well, he's in it for a few minutes and then he's gone. You don't bring Palpatine back, the the overall bad guy of all these films, for a short cameo. 
So I'm expecting him to have a major uh, role in the rise of Skywalker. But the purpose, what is the purpose? Is that related to our protagonist, our antagonist? Is it related to the rise of Skywalker itself? That is the exciting bit. Um, So I assumed he was going to have a fairly meaty role. But hearing JJ coming out say that, you know, there's a purpose to why he's here. He isn't just here to get bums on seats and get people interested in the sequel trilogy or to bring back the last uh, Jedi haters, if you will. There's a real reason why he's back. I don't know what it is. I think it's I think it's aligned somehow to one of our two dual leads, but that got me excited, man. This has got me so buzzed for the plot and for the story of episode nine. Right. I mean, JJ's coming out with stuff, stuff saying there is a good reason why is he why he's on the poster. <laughs> there are three people on the episode nine poster. Palpatine, Ray, Kylo. Shout, of course, yep. How many how many people are on the last Jedi teaser poster, mate? Three people. Ray, Kylo, and Luke. And Luke has a meaty presence in The Last Jedi. There's a reason why Palpatine is on the episode nine. Do you think Palpatine's gone cannot... to an island to uh, sulk and withdraw himself? Oh. <laughs> yeah, except it's all emo and dark. <laughs> yeah. and... Or, or maybe he's the other way around. Maybe he's gone to the light and he's super happy. He's gone to Scarif. Like, yeah. it, all, it all rhymes. <laughs> yeah. Palpatine is the Luke and Luke is the Pan. No, I'm joking. But <laughs> further on, JJ goes to say Adam Driver has a whole, he adds a whole new level yes. to this. I mean, that's not really surprising because I think, you know, let's be honest, Adam Driver is one of the best actors of this generation going around, you know, he can pretty much do any role he puts his mind to, which is awesome. Um, and I cannot wait to see what he brings to Kylo Ren in, in episode nine. I really can't wait. Adam Driver, as you said, is one of the best of the... Martin Scorsese this week, the legendary director, came out and said, Adam Driver is one of the, if not the best actor in this generation. And it's not hyperbole to say he isn't lying. I mean, just just watching him in things like Patterson... Silence with Scorsese, Logan Lucky, and then something like The Dead Don't Die, which is like a satirical zombie film. Lincoln, Inside Llewellyn Davis, is in that while we're young. He's in so many, and of course, girls, roles which can, obviously Kylo Ren, roles which carry different weights, different uh, different needs and different talents to come out. But he always nails it. And that's what I, that's what I love. Whenever I watch a film with Adam Driver in it, I know... He is going to bring the heat. And I'd probably go as far to say he's probably the best actor in the entire sequel trilogy. Mm, I think mm, potentially the entire mm. saga because I generally think he's incredible. I'd agree with that. I'd say by Mark Hamill. Uh, yeah, Mark uh, Hamill I, I, was I fantastic in The Last you're, Jedi. You're, you're talking about the new generation. In terms of the I sequel trilogy, what... so yeah, the main characters. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, Donald yeah. Gleeson's up there as well. I think he's very good too. Yes, 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 yes. I had no idea the dude was Irish. Like I, know, I straight yeah. up thought, I straight up thought he was like like classic English bloke. You and your friends, quite are you know middle class, yeah, yeah. legit. But no, he's like full on Irish. It sounds like me on the telephone. Cop. Hello there. Yes, absolutely. Hello there. <laughs> yeah, no, hello, hello there. there. <laughs> so also, we got some news regarding Dark Ray. Yeah. We got some awesome reactions, and JJ obviously said that he hopes 
people would respond well, which is awesome. And I think people did. Um, and it's nice. He said it's nice to see the reactions, but obviously they're still working on the movie. Blah, 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 blah. Now, <laughs> I still think it's interesting that the Dark Ray moment was put into a trailer, right? I still <laughs> think that is super interesting. And I think, I think, Matt, buddy old pal, we're going to talk about that later. I certainly hope we're going to be speaking about Dark Ray later because a couple of uh, those best <laughs> listeners in the galaxy may have a few things to say about that. They've been hitting us up. So, um, yeah, JJ's brought it up. He's obviously, yeah, he's happy. He's glad. But they're still, they've got, they're still working on post-production. That may or may not be in the film. I, I still think it will be. But um, like he said, he's a little bit too busy to be scrolling the cantina at Star Wars Newsnet or the Jedi Council forums for our reactions. But it's nice to know that he's aware of them. Oh, for sure. I think it's going to be in the uh, in the, in the film for sure. That's my opinion, though. And then finally, JJ goes on and talks out, uh, about the the infamous final shot, which is more like a, a sequence. He he clarifies, and he, he he hopes it's something that we like. Now, I think this is being completely kept under wraps. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Kevin Smith said it's going to be mind blowing, and that's what JJ uh, said to him. And since then, JJ and Lucasfilm, they're probably aware that this has got people hyped. They're aware that people are chatting and talking about it and speculating about it. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm happy to to wait, be patient and get completely surprised in the cinema for that. Um, because if that's what JJ Abrams has said, then, you know, who am I to, to argue with that guy? Um, but I'm super, super looking forward to seeing what this sequence will be what about you matt mate i think this could be the most uh the scene that has kept the most under wraps out of all of them because unless we get a big old leak and there have been these reddit leaks going out this week as if anyone puts any, yeah. any stock in those have you, but have you read any of those i've or? seen some of them and some some seem to line up with what other people are saying and then some things look to be complete hoopla in terms of the actual last sequence, I don't think anybody's going to know what that is. I think only a few people who... I think only the people who needed to be there on set were on set. And we, I don't think many people know what that last scene is, apart from, like I say, those who needed to know. I I love the fact it's a sequence as well, which kind of makes me think of um, Return of the King, Lord of the Rings, which had like 17 different endings. But that had that, had, that was a sequence of endings which, which tied up different characters arc so nobody was left with a loose end obviously you had Mary, um frodo and gandalf went off you had um samwise and and everybody else had their own ending i think that's maybe what we're going to yeah, get here epic. whether you're going to get yeah, yeah, um, yeah. poe flying off to yavin to set up roots or whatever i don't know but i have no idea what the what the scene is i mean again you've, we've read speculation and some of them seem a bit far-fetched but i get any news like this is good news to me yeah i've i've not actually um, read any of those leaks i don't really intend on um reading them i'm gonna stay pretty leak free ready for episode nine i just want to be really blown away this is the last saga no, film guys i get that i fell into them more than anything because people were people were putting them online and you just kind of have to That's read it. them and it's right in front of your eyes yeah yeah i mean obviously massive shout out to bespin bulletin who works hard on this sort mm -hmm. of stuff i mean personally it's not for me and, and i know he's been working hard to, to get this news to people and there's multiple sources that have been working hard on that sort of thing 
but yeah, not it, it, it's it's a no bueno for me. I'm going to wait for the film. Not not enough for me as well. Uh, JJ uh, in a separate interview with the Associated Press also confirmed that the Last Jedi did nothing to derail the sequel trilogy narrative. Obviously, there's a lot of people out there who seem to think JJ hates Ryan Johnson and hates the Last Jedi. But uh, here's a here's a ten second clip of, of what he actually said. The the story that we're telling, the story that that you know we started to you know conceive when we did uh, Force Awakens, was allowed to continue. You know that that the, the episode eight didn't really derail anything that we were thinking about. Um, but I will say that the you know the fun of this movie is that these characters are all together on this adventure as a group, and uh, that's the thing that you know I was most excited about to see the dynamic between these characters that that these amazing actors play on this you know desperate seat of your pants adventure. Uh, that to me was the thing that kind of was the most fun having the, the the group together. So he's confirmed episode eight didn't derail anything or any of the plans that were set out. And the gang being together was pretty good. What I will say is, he re- I have noticed he very rarely names the film in any interviews. He never, he never says mm. The Last Jedi. He always says Episode 8. And even in this one, he kind of said um, the, la- the, the Episode 8. He kind of stammered and stopped, but it's always struck me slightly odd. There's nothing to read into that whatsoever. The, JJ was a producer on The Last Jedi. So whilst he wasn't on set, as an executive producer, you kind of have fed last deeps on what goes in and out of the film you have to get some sort of sign off from that level so he knew exactly what was going into the film however it, it, he also allowed Ryan to do whatever he, whatever his vision wanted to do you know and it would have had to, had to adhere to a mm. to a kind of structure a linear structure of somehow but obviously Ryan took it where he wanted to but it didn't do anything to derail the sequel trilogy and nice little snippet as well just after that interview Anthony Daniels said episode 9 is a very good bye-bye moment for himself and 3PO yes after all those yes, years I so saw that. that is kind of yeah. um that sort of digression slightly but when I heard it I did think oh that's quite sad for 3PO and Anthony Daniels but uh, just on that one then didn't derail the sequel trilogy does that surprise you at all no it doesn't surprise me because like you said I I feel like I, I feel like we'll look back at the sequel trilogy at the end of episode nine and go, oh, yeah, right. OK, that makes sense. This makes sense. And I, I do feel like people forget that JJ was, you know, quite heavily involved in, in episode eight. And really, this is JJ's trilogy. You know, obviously, Ryan took the helm for the middle arc. He wrote the story. Um, but like you said, JJ kind of had you know, authority to take things out, put things in. And also it's it's important to bear in mind that we don't know if he did or didn't do that. Yeah. For definite. We we don't know that. It was a fairly close so, book, wasn't it, the production of The Last Jedi. Not much got out and we don't really know if there was any scuffles behind the scenes, which I assume there wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I always think that um, it, it's very telling that Ryan pretty much got his own trilogy handed to him before The Last Jedi even yeah, came yeah, out. Yeah, so yeah. Lucas, Lucasfilm must like working with him, right? I think that's quite telling. Yeah. Um, just like they like working with J.J. Abrams, um, et cetera, et cetera. You know, this doesn't surprise me at all, really. Uh, it, I, I, and I'm, it, from, from what you said, I, it doesn't surprise you either, does it, mate? Not, not None whatsoever. So just glad to hear J, uh, JJ coming. I'm sure it will fall on deaf ears in some quarters, but it's nice for JJ to come out and just clarify that. Absolutely. So up next, we've got the musical master himself, John Williams, yes. who says the fans, the fans, us, 
us. We are going to love the ending of the rise of Skywalker. But don't just take my word for it. No, no, no. Ladies and gentlemen, listen here. John Williams. J.J. Abrams is directing a new film. And I agree he's doing a fantastic job. And I think I won't say anything about it other than the ending. I think we'll just put you all away. I think you will love it. There we go. So John Williams himself, people, he's saying it's going to put you all away. I think you will love it. <laughs> and I, I, I'm just hearing, I'm really enjoying hearing person after person, actor after actor, director. You know, these people, they don't have to say this stuff. And yet they're saying, yeah, I think you're going to love this, guys. I mean, that's got to be special, right? That's got to be that's got to be worth something, mate. It's incredible. The, the maestro himself just said it. He's, he was uh, performing at the Hollywood Bowl, something I'd love to see. Um, John Williams live at the Hollywood Bowl, and he just basically, yeah, just stood up and said, "You know, we're going to do these are the Star Wars tunes." By the way, JJ's doing the next film, doing a great job, and you guys are going to dig the ending. No need to say that. He could have said, "Right, let's let's crack on with this yep. Star Wars lock," and people will say the actors and those involved aren't going to you know, put a down on the film. But like we've mentioned in previous shows, you don't actually have to say anything. All you can say, I had a, I had a good time working on it. I, you know, I look forward to you guys seeing it. You can be diplomatic, but people really seem to have enjoyed themselves. It seems like the cast had a blast at rhymes on the on this set. And even John <laughs> Williams seemed to have loved scoring the film. Cause everything that's come from himself and his brother, basically, he's loved all of this. And he's just been at Tanglewood recently and he said they are nearly finished the score now. So that's almost in the bag. And I've said it before, like a broken record. One of the, my main things I'm looking forward to from the rise of Skywalker is the final score from John Williams, because I can't wait to hear what I'm going to have in my ears for the next decade. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And I think when someone like John Williams is saying this kind of positive stuff about episode nine about the rise of skywalker i feel that's why that's that's definitely going to come through in his music that's definitely going to come through in the themes of episode nine so i cannot wait to see what he's done with this i feel like my anticipation of this film just keeps growing and growing and growing and i think the key to all of this is just being open-minded and waiting to see what exactly is delivered i cannot wait mate cannot wait no keep an open mind stay away from the leaks because they're probably rubbish and go and december the 19th for us or december the 20th for you guys (laughs) internationally sorry (laughs) just go there have that final experience of the skywalkers the blywalker saga go in open-minded and just love it as you can tell this week has been a fairly slow news week in star wars news and we're just going to end off now with a little note uh, the Age of Resistance comic line, which has given us some half-decent stories, but they've given some backstory to General Hux. And whilst I'm not going to go into the story itself, what I will say is, for a comic which, this particular issue, I thought, you know, I wasn't going to partic- particularly rush out and uh, check this out too soon, actually ended up being one of the best ones in the whole Age of series. It really oh, fleshes wow. out, it really does, really fleshes out Hux from his childhood to the point where we're, at, we're actually sympathetic and actually almost start rooting for the guy to how he actually then manipulates uh, ordinary folk into getting what he wants and by mm. the end of this he pulls off something fairly despicable 
Also, again, also his relationship with uh, Kylo Ren is is explored very well in this what thirty page issue. There's an awful lot going on. You get to see where he came and from, is where this he is a now. Standalone. It it's is, just yeah. a standalone. Yeah. yeah. I, do you know what? I might go to the local comic book shop in good old Baz Vegas. Baz and, Vegas. Um, which is Bazardon to, to everyone. I just realised that's not <laughs> going to mean anything too. It's where I live. Um, yeah, I might pop to the comic Honestly, book shop and pick that up. You know, I'm, And I'm more likely to buy these like standalone comics and these miniseries and I am the ongoing ones. So, yeah, I might uh, pop down there this uh, Friday and pick one up. I think you should do it. In a week or so's time, we've got the Snoke story coming out. So we're uh, oh, looking geez, forward I to that. I'm so excited for that. I'm definitely picking that one up. Nice definitely. One. Hey, this is Vanessa Marshall, the voice of Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels. And you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. So as we mentioned earlier on during the news... For our main discussion, for what, the, what we're going to be talking about, it's Dark Ray. It's all about Dark Ray this week, and I love Ray, and Dark Ray is just as cool. So, following on from last week's massive sizzle reel reveal, uh, what does that final money shot mean? We've got our own theories, but we wanted to hear from you guys as to what you thought, and we asked some lovely voice messages to which you responded marvelously. So, we're going to play the best of them, and then, as and when our theories kind of come up and come into play. We'll mention those too, so we can kind of put our hands up and say, I thought of that too. So first up then, we have got Celine Jade. Let's hear what she has to say. Hey Matt, hey Luke, this is Celine from Iowa, and I'm calling in to give you guys some of my Dark Ray thoughts. My theory is that it's actually kind of Kylo's cave experience, because Luke and Ray have already had one, but he never really did, and they've been described as dual protagonists, so it would make sense if he got one. I think that he sees Dark Ray and fights her, realizes that he doesn't really want to be on the dark side, and ends up getting redeemed partially because of this experience. I also like a lot of the other theories that maybe she's being controlled by Palpatine. But speaking of Palpatine, if they're already talking about Palpatine returning and Dark Ray and they're showing this stuff in the trailers then what is actually going to happen in this movie? Because those are huge reveals. And so if they're just willing to put that out in a trailer, then the stuff that actually is going to happen is going to be even bigger. Anyway, I'd love to hear what you guys think. May the Force be with you. Thank you, Celine. Thank you so much for your kind words of support as well. Um, So Celine's saying she thinks this is Kylo's cave experience. Luke and Rey have had one. And... um, he just says quite, which is what something you've mentioned. Kylo and Ray have been described as dual protagonists, so why can't we have Kylo yes. have one now? Um, it goes on to say that she fights Dark Ray. He fights Dark Ray, realizes he doesn't belong on that side, and that's what helps his uh, turn. Or is he being controlled by Palpatine? But the most the most impressive thing I thought about this, what really made blew my mind, something you mentioned earlier on, and when Celine mentioned this, I I had a message. I said that is an incredible point. If they're talking about Palpatine returning, he's in the trailer, and they've shown Dark Ray in a sizzle reel, just what is going to happen in this film if they can just drop those bangers in marketing? That's true. What on earth is going to be coming out of this mystery box? That's true. That is, that's a very good point, and that's something to bear in mind. Do you know what, mate? I'm really glad we've done... We've done this show this way. I cannot wait to get through all of the voicemails. Obviously, thank you very much for kicking it off, Celine. Appreciate it. 
Hang on, let me grab a beer. I'm going to join you with the Beerios, gangster. I have got this week a cheeky pepperoni Ooh. from uh, from Italia. Italia. Do you know what? I, sh- I should have actually waited for Andy's voice. Now. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. Oh, <laughs> Spoiler for Andy. Oh, wow. Well, well, cheese across matter, the airways. Doesn't matter. Right, okay. Um, yes, yeah, Celine, listen. You have got some absolute cracking, cracking thoughts on this. Um, and obviously, duality, I'm all about that. Ray and Kylo stuff, you know I'm all about that. Um, I love the thought that maybe he goes into, like, a, a confrontation with Ray, and he realises that when she's on the dark side as well, that, you know, that isn't the chosen way. That's mm-hmm. not the right way to go. And maybe this, like, vision, if it is a vision, um, is is the driving force of Kylo turning somewhat, turning to the light or to somewhere in the middle, we don't know. Um, very, very interesting thought. Very interesting thought. Honestly, listeners, you are in for an absolute banger of an episode. We've got some amazing thoughts and theories on Dark Ray. I am telling you, sip. <laughs> I'm sipping my beer as well. Mm-mm-mm. That is a sound mm, of a contented man. If it is Kylo's vision... That would be wicked, to be frank, because a dark, a proper dark side vision. And, you know, why is he seeing, you know, Ray like this, all dark and yes. through him? And if you look as well, yes. very close, it's been pointed out. But Ray seems to be wearing um, General Leia's ring on her finger. If you look at the closely, there she's got Leia's ring on. Now, could this be, yes. you know, could this be a vision, like a, 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 an altered future where she attacks Leia and, you know, kills her, maybe takes her ring? Could this be what Carlo sees and tips him over the edge? Um, could he be thinking this is what will happen if he doesn't stop it? There's so much to, 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 to digest there. And also, where would this vision take place? Would it just take place on his Star Destroyer? Or would he have to go to, like, a, not the cave on Dag- Dagobah, but like a you know a dark force hub like that, all the all the sort of hole in the ground in Act Two, would you have to be in this kind of nexus? So I'd love the idea yeah. of Kylo having a a vision as well, because you know if he is going to get redemption, if we're going to get Ben Demption, it's got to start somewhere, and it's got it's got to be something fairly big to push him over. So why not a vision? Yes. Of and this is, I'll be straight up honest, this is just something that I never thought of. I never thought that this would be a Kylo thing. No, I haven't. And now, it has, and now it's been mentioned, I really could see that working into the film. I, I think it's phenomenal. Very, very, very good theory. I like it. Do you remember in The Last Jedi when they're basically, Ray and Kylo are basically saying, no, I saw your future and I saw your future and Kylo says, you know, I saw your future, and when it comes to the time, when when the time comes, you will be the one to turn. Does that play in it <gasps> at all? Oh, Matt! Does it play into it? Have you got, Matt? You must have flipping gone into the kitchen, gone to the cupboard, got all kinds of spices, and just smashed them on the floor. Yeah, I've been is rolling is, around in it tonight. That is that is <laughs> mental? Yes, that makes total sense. And so that's what that could be the vision that he's referring to. That yeah. that yes, wow, right, show's over, guys. Oh, for me, it's see ya. Forget about <laughs> it. Forget about it. Let's wait till December. No, honestly, good thought, mate. I like it. And it goes straight, straight with Celine's theory. I like it. I like it. Should we? Should we move to the next voicemail? Take us away, Master Blywalker. Naughty, right? 
Up next, we have another Hudson. It's none other than the Lech from the South Coast, uh, Sean Hudson. So what does he think? Let's hear it. Hey, guys. Um, great stuff as always. Sean here. Um, just my quick theory. Uh, my first thought, it was like a Dagobah kind of um, evil ray um, a la Luke, but that's a bit... I think that's going to be repeated quite a lot on this show. So my my main theory is that that was an evil Ray clone. So I know that we've seen in a couple of the books that clones do come up in the Star Wars universe. So certainly of Luke, certainly of uh, a couple of older, older Jedis which have been fought and defeated. So I reckon Palpatine is basically puppetry mastering an evil Ray clone that she comes face to face with the real Ray. They have a fight um, just as evil Ray is about to defeat good Ray. Kylo comes in and gives his life to defeat evil Ray, and that's his kind of atonement for all the atrocities that he's committed and then whatever may happen with the rest of the film. But evil Ray, clone, Kylo beats her, real Ray carries on. Cheers, guys. One absolute legend, the Hudson clan. Oh, am I right, Matthias? I'd go along with that. And and a Patreon too, so thank you once again. What a lad. So obviously there's the um, the first thought that... It's similar to Luke on Dagobah. And I, and I think this is going to be a recurring theme of vision, 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 vision. I And I cannot help but think that. And this is going to be the, one of the first things uh, that um, I'm going to mention because that, that was kind of the first thing that I thought it was. Same here. You know, because uh, honestly, it seems to me like it's almost too obvious that it's a vision. And to me, I can't help but feel like, is that a reason to believe that actually that's not what's going to happen? Possibly. I kind of, yeah. The mystery box and all. Yeah, precisely. I just can't help but feel that this has been put in the trailer for a reason. JJ Abrams said that Palpatine is on the poster for a reason. Dark Ray is in this D23 trailer for a reason. Number one, it's to throw us off. It's to get us talking, to do exactly what we're all doing now. <laughs> we're umming and ahhing about the trailer, <laughs> about the whole Dark Ray thing. You know, it's done its job. Um, but also, is it to throw us off? Is it, you know, just very obvious is it actually going to be real is it that yeah no ray turns to the dark side and that's it we told you in because in the cinema i'd be shocked if that was true despite the fact some people are saying oh yeah but they wouldn't put a twist like that in the trailer well yeah everyone's thinking that because everyone's assuming it's a vision right that's kind of the uh, is it like a double bluff do you know what mate? i don't know what a massive I moment that would be for the entire I, franchise. I mean, it'll be a, like a massive rug pull and a real like whoa moment. That would set this trilogy apart from the other two. I, yes. You know what? I'm gonna, I can't see that happening in any way, but I would not be against it narratively because it could act as a valid reason for redemption for Kylo because he'd have to de- defeat the evil, which was now Rey, to bring balance. So I wouldn't necessarily cement yes. his light side returns. So he wouldn't get redeemed to the light, but he would stop the galaxy from falling into complete chaos or you know darkness yeah. so i would uh, i think that would be 
magnificent if they could do that. They're not going to because you've only just you've only got to look at the Galaxy's Edge videos of all those young kids. So lovely to see those young kids dressing up as Ray, and when they see Ray in Galaxy's Edge, they actually go, they go and give her a cuddle. And that you can't imagine them doing that. You know, saying that that person you're looking up to is actually the baddest person in the galaxy. But who knows? Let's see, I mean, this this could mean a multitude of things, and this is where I think Sean's um voicemail and theory is interesting obviously i've heard and, and seen this hovering around the internet that ray is an has an evil clone mm, he's adamant and obviously Le- legends star was legends before the disney acquisition uh, a lot of the vintage legends was steeped in clone uh storytelling clone mythology um obviously um he mentions palpatine is puppeting an evil ray clone now personally i am not that keen on the clone idea for me personally it feels maybe a little cheap however however i can hear you all at home thinking what how dare you (laughs) no 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 however it comes down to this magical word we like to use on star wars sessions execution (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it comes down to execution right drink. and if they do it right <laughs> drink um it, if they do it right it could be pulled off well i'm still kind of a thought that she's something to do with palpatine not in the not in the traditional sense mm-hmm. of like father daughter something more sci-fi fantasy I don't know. Maybe like an experiment or something. I, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it because as much, as good as some of these theories are, none of them jump out to me as, as yeah, that's the one. That's the one, right? But that's good. I'm telling it's you, mate. This trailer set, man. has it's 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 done its job. It's got people talking and it's got people debating. It's got different ideas flowing. How cool is it to have this back in Star Wars? Can I just say? Well, this is the bomb. It's from from recording this and from the time you guys are listening, it's been ten to ten days, fourteen days since the trailer dropped, and we're still talking about it as if it's you know just yesterday, as if it's big news that's just come out. And let's face it, it is big news about the clones. Um, Palpatine loved cloning, so why not? I mean, it could help explain the scene in the Last Jedi in the cave yeah. where yeah, there's yeah, those yeah. infinite rays. Yeah. Why are there so many rays? in that scene, all doing the same thing. She seemingly has no idea no idea of who her parents are either. Um, and in the cave, when she said, show me my parents, yes, there's two people, but it turns into one, and it's herself. So, I mean, I get on the clones. Who would she be cloned from? Why would she be cloned, mm. and what for? Would be the key questions mm. for me. I mean, why, I guess, if it is Palpatine, it would be to have his own new chosen one, and what for would be to help rule the galaxy, or to have a new vessel to do that from. Who would she be cloned yes. from? I don't know. Yes. Was it like was it midichlorian um, That's it. weirdness going on? That's it. Because I think you hit the nail on the head. The reason I don't buy that it, that she is a clone is because if if it let's say if it was Luke's hand, right, she'd look like Luke. Yeah, yeah. Right, she'd she'd be Luke. You'd think she'd have she'd think right? she'd have a you know the the male gene. Who'd have thought? Yeah, but pr- precisely right. So. And and that's why, although I'm not averse to the whole idea if it's done well, if it's executed well, um, Drake, um, 
I don't know if if that's the right terminology, but I get what people are kind of hinting towards, and I think it is maybe that she is some sort of artificial being or or something, or or a child of the Force, maybe akin to Anakin. Um, we we oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't think it's clear, but how? Yeah, it's good fun. Either way, it's good fun to chat about it. What about uh, Sean O? His theory or his ending, Evil Ray has to fight mm. Ray, good Ray. Uh, Mate, and I'm up Kylo for a bit gives of Ray his on life. Ray. Well, Kylo gives his an English rose. Kylo gives his life to save good Ray, and that's his redemption. So, in, in one way, you've got it's... the goody and the baddie Ray fighting, but on the other side of it, which could come into play in another story, it, Kylo sacrifices himself for the greater good, and that's his redemption. Yeah, yeah, it's. That's possible as well. <laughs> it would be an I mean, awesome visual, kind of. If it was executed I, well, drink. I, I feel like that's more. Let, let's compare it to the last voicemail, right? Now, I, and we're going to get, we have a whole spectrum of ideas and, and theories. Um, I feel like the last voicemail's theories was more realistic than this one. Okay. Um, however, guys, JJ Abrams. Do you know what I mean? Like this could be some crazy story. This is what he wanted. And and Sean, do you know what? I would not be surprised if you were right in some way in your voicemail. If it's like one of your points that that happened, I really wouldn't be surprised. But um, yeah, thank you for sending yes. that into the show, mate. We always appreciate you, legend. And of course, you you're, you're even more of a legend because you're a patron. Big up. Thank you, Hud Solo. Up next is the marvelous, the spectacular. Darth Barbie. What you thinking, Darth? Hi, Darth Barbie here. My theories on Dark Ray. First thing that comes to my mind is that what we saw of her is a vision on which somehow she'll see for herself. Another theory I have is that she's a clone of both Anakin and Palpatine, which would also explain why she's able to pick up any weapon and fight the way that she does. My last theory would be that she does actually turn to the dark side along with the rest of the gang, totally under Palpatine's mind control plan. Will episode 9 take us that far? I guess we'll just have to wait and find out. Darth Barbie. She's given us three kind of potentials here. First up, Darth Barbie or Barbie. This is a vision. Secondly, this is a clone of Anakin and Palpatine, which would go some way into explaining her proficiency in so many things. And lastly, which we mentioned earlier on, she does actually turn to the dark side under some sort of spell of Palpatine. So we've mentioned a vision. Yeah, there and and Barbie's gone into kind of a bit more detail with the clone in terms of who she is a clone of, Anakin and Palpatine, and then does she just flat out turn to the dark side? So what are you thinking about those geese? Mm. So again, it's the consistency of it, it's crazy how people are pretty much saying the same thing from a completely like different angles. Yeah. Clone or a vision clone. Now the third point. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring out the third point because I think that's the most interesting. Lastly, she does turn to the dark side under Palpatine's spell slash control yeah, manipulation, yeah. something along those lines. I could really see that happening, mate. I could really see that happening, especially especially if Ray is a is some sort of product of the Force or the dark side, maybe. Palpatine's creation of sorts you know I could see yeah. it happening I can see it happening and what if what if in the Force Awakens and I mentioned this last last week Snoke says darkness rises 
a light to meet it. What if that darkness rising is actually Ray? It could be. Anything's possible. It, anything's possible. And I think JJ is very familiar with this trilogy. You know, he, he made the first first um, film of the trilogy, episode seven. He exec produced episode eight, helped helped with, with creating the film. I think he's going to tie this together beautifully. But of course, we can't ignore the elephant in the room that this is tying up the whole saga. So that's where I like your points to Anakin and Palpatine, because I feel like Anakin might be involved in this film in one way or another. I, I don't know. I think I would like him to. I'd uh, No, I would love him to. However, I am not going to go into the film expecting it. Yeah, fair because enough. Because I, f- I, I feel like that would be setting ourselves up for failure. I don't know why. I get the feeling, despite the fact that we have reports that, you know, Hayden Christensen has spent a lot of time in the UK <laughs> over the last year and a half, like a lot. And obviously to, to newer listeners or people who just aren't aware, the, the Star Wars is made here. It's made in the UK. Yep. Especially for an Anakin scene, it would make sense that it would be done in studio. So, you know, Pinewood Studios just outside of West London. Um, it, it, it's really, it really is plausible. And how JJ is going to do it, I actually have no idea. But this is such, such a fun fun time to speculate oh rural farm boy is going to be hating this mate because he's not <laughs> he's not one for speculating is he absolutely hopefully he, he likes listening to it we have know. a lot of fun doing it he's a ledge he's a ledge we're we're we miss not you. We, do you know what we've not we've not got a message from him in, in in like a week or two have we a little while anthony we need to hear your we need to hear your tones again my friend about yes. anything in particular yeah absolutely send us a message mate come on Come on, we want to hear those Pennsylvania accents. Help these British geezers out just once, my friend. But yeah, again, thanks, Anthony, for all your support online. Um, I'd love to. I I'd love the fact that Ray could turn to the dark side in the ninth film of a story under the control of Palpatine. Palpatine's come back. He's got this massive armada, the the Senate fleet, or if they want to call it. He's so he's basically taken out fools with that. He manages to manipulate Ray, like you know, the, the the shining light of the galaxy, into turning dark. That is stakes. To, if he can come up, come up with, if he can have this fleet, you know, tearing the galaxy down. If he can take Ray, you know, the, the, the shining light, and make her dark. Mm-hmm. That is basically mm-hmm. saying anything's anything can happen now. So I'd love the fact that he basically Palpatine could come back and basically in the final film be on like the uh, a hair away from just destroying everything. And of course, I can't imagine this this film ending in darkness. But I would think that would be a magnificent way to again subvert expectations. Ryan Johnson did it, and I know JJ's got the reputation for playing it safe. But why can't he come out of a massive reveal like that? Because as a uh, as Celine mentioned earlier on, he's she's already JJ's already given us Palpatine and confirmed he's in the film. We've already seen Dark Ray. What else could potentially be in this film? I can't imagine that these are the two big giveaways, and and then the rest of the film is going to be vanilla. So what is gonna? What are they going to give us? So I love the idea of him I, again. I'm not against any of these. I'm with you about that e word. As long as it's done well, I, uh, the the clone aspect doesn't bother me. As long as it's done well, they mentioned clones in the Force Awakens. Maybe Leader Snoke should consider using a clone army. It was a mm. throwaway line, but could it actually be something more? 
who knows? But as I as I said, now this all cards true. are on the table now because little things have been set up. The word clones has been mentioned. Throw away, but they can cling to that if they need to. The cave scene, thousands of millions of rays could be little clones. The visions, you know, they've shown the force back or whatever it's called in the in the last uh, in the Force Awakens of Ray's vision. So I mean, I mean they've had force Skype as well. Anything's possible, man. I love Force Skype in the Last Jedi. Yeah. Force Skype's the best. That was, that was executed really well as well. Trick. That could have been um, bad, but it was done so no, well. You're right; it was well executed. Trick. I'm just taking. I'm just taking a sip of a beer. Just I'm hammered I'm now. Just listening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think that's some great points, and I think um, Darth Barbie's. Yeah, again, she's got some great points. I feel like again, my common sense. Although I have little of it, um, hmm. it's telling me um, this could be a vision. So yeah, um, up next, adding some spicy, spicy, legendary status Welsh cake theories is <laughs> none other than Luke Summerfield, king of our Welsh-based patrons. Um, I'm sorry if anyone else is Welsh-based. I'm I'm not aware of of, of that. <laughs> so let us know. Either way, Luke. Let's hear from you, you lad. Hey guys, it's Luke here at Snick87. Ever since The Force Awakens, me and my wife have believed Ray to be some sort of clone of Palpatine with the DNA from Luke's hand. We know Palpatine loved a good cloning session, he had a contingency plan in place and research based on Jakku. Something for you to think about, yeah? Thanks, guys. Love what you do. Keep it spicy. Mate, that that accent is amazing. No wonder the Welsh are good singers. Absolutely. Like the Welsh, for, for people that don't know, Welsh choirs are like globally renowned, renowned yeah. very, very good. Um, so yeah, the Welsh they sound pretty good. Make good um, lamb as well. And that's it. That's it. So so Luke and his wife, I believe, Ray to be a clone of Palps since the Force Awakens. They have thought. The Ray is something to do with, or well, specifically a clone of Palpatine since the Force Awakens. It's four years, man. That's that's mental. If this turns out to be true, and you've thought that from the start, then that is mental. And again, do you know what? I I am going to somewhat agree with you because. Although I'm just going to remove the choice of wording of, of clone. <laughs> I, I, I just feel like I, I sound like a flipping um, broken record now, but um, I feel like clone is, is not being used properly. I don't know if, if she would be a clone of Palpatine because she would be Palpatine, right? Yeah, I assume so. Yeah. Um, that's kind of how cloning works. A product I of think Palpatine. She's her, right, yeah, maybe a product. A connection is there. That's so yeah, I I totally totally agree with that. However, the DNA from Luke's hand thing is there more to that than we think. Now we know, and we've mentioned it in a couple episodes, that it was proposed in the um, one of the first drafts of the Force mm-hmm. Awakens episode seven that the film was actually going to open with a shot of Luke's hand flying like floating through the gripping galaxy his lightsaber, Bespin, right? Uh, which would have been really weird. Um, I'm kind of glad they I didn't. I think go they with may that, have filmed have a concept. Creepy. Yeah, it makes. It, yeah, it kind of makes sense. But 
Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's gripping onto it still. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, um, there's got to be something else to that, right? Other than obviously explaining why the, the Skywalker lightsaber is still around. Maybe there has to be more to it. Maybe, you know, Ray is some sort of product of, of Luke's hand. Maybe they did take some, some, but then it, but then again, is my, again, my, 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 my common is telling me that's too complicated to tell on screen. You've only got a small, short amount of time. And could you do a, could you take blood from a hand and blood from a person and make a super person? I know this is, I know this is a fictional universe, guys. Come on. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Sure, is that sure. a believable way of creating a person by basically just combining like all this powerful <sighs> blood and midi chlorines? I mean, they could say that if they wanted to. I don't know. I don't know. It's it, my mind really is bouncing around at the moment. Like, and people are really throwing us curveballs because I, I'll be honest, the Luke's hand thing, and even the fact that the lightsaber is back in the sequel trilogy, kind of you know a, a good question for another time. As Maz says, you know how how is it back? You know, That's the million-dollar question. Do you, do you do you forget about it? Because I I definitely forget that that you know is a thing. It's a thing, and then it was it it was a thing which w- was kind of set up to be massive, and then the most on the nose dialogue of all time. Good question for another day, but somebody else can deal with that basically. <laughs> and then every mm. and obviously Kylo says, you know, that lightsaber belongs to me, and they're fighting over it in the Last Jedi. But by then, it's kind of just established that it's in the story still. Not that it was floating through space somehow, still gripping on Luke's hand, and then somebody found it. And you know, I just thought it would have just blown up in the gas uh, that is Bespin gas giant. But it, it, yeah, that that particular line of dialogue for me, anyway, like it flies under the radar because I don't look at that lightsaber and think, "Oh yeah, what was the answer to that good question for another day?" So yeah, it's a, yeah. But what what yeah. got my ears up yeah. being a canon junkie was when um, old Luke said. Palpatine has all has plenty of contingencies when they had Operation Cinder, but he also had his research facility, the Observatory on Jakku, which was heavily, heavily uh, in the aftermath trilogy. And Palpatine recruited a guy called Gallius Rex as a kid to basically watch over this observatory. It was extremely important to him. This one was because it was close to the edge of uh, the unknown regions, and Palpatine yeah. would conduct not experiments necessarily, but there were things going on within that facility. Now, we only know what the Aftermath book tells us. The In other novels, like I think it's Ray's Diary on Jakku or something like that, kind of mentions that there is apparently there's rumours of some sort of underground facility from the old days, blah, blah. So it's been alluded to here and there, especially in Aftermath. So there is word out there they want to dive, deep dive. Uh, that could happen. But again, for those who haven't read the books, it doesn't... I mean, then again, they did throw Maul into Solo. For those who hadn't watched The Clone Wars and Rebels... They're going to have no idea how Maul comes back. So they've, they've set themselves a precedent that they can draw a storyline from another medium and put it into one of their flagship films. So there is, there is pre- uh, precedence for this. There are, there is, there are crumbs yeah. laid out for the fact that Palpatine had a presence on Jakku, was doing something on there which involved other people, and it was something top yes. secret. So yes. there, is, there is something there. Is she a clone of Palps? Again... I have no idea. I I tend to lean to the to the air that she is 
a if she's going to be like if she's going to be uh, the product of somebody else, it will be just that, like like Anakin. Anakin isn't wasn't a clone. He was apparently created by the Force. So somehow, the midichlorians made him the most Force sensitive person of all time. So there's no reason why they couldn't do that to Ray. But it's whether they want yeah. to go down that road again. Yeah, that's a good point, mate. That's a very, very good point. And um, I'm going to talk about the lightsaber a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Something that I've noticed, or not not that I've noticed, I um, discovered or just um, read on Instagram. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll chat about it later because I think it's slightly better suited to another voicemail. Um, but Please. yeah, there's... there's and, and I love the point of, of the canon because the truth is this tells us, um, obviously you've already mentioned about the solo thing, bringing Darth Maul back to that, is that Lucasfilm clearly put canon first, right? Mm-hmm. They, they really value their own canon, um, which is why I think not only does it, it, it doesn't even match up with the timeline, um, but when it comes to a Kenobi series, you know, I don't feel like we Darth Maul will be in the series because they're always going to put the canon first. They're not going to rewrite the canon. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's definitely, definitely plausible. But, yeah, thank you so much for sending in a voicemail, Luke, you absolute lad. Um, yeah, first voicemail from him. So I, I'm yeah. really pleased with that. Yeah. Honestly, keep them coming, mate. Pretty Another loyal – yeah, absolutely, and we, we mean it. it. Honestly, it means a lot to us. Another one of our amazing patrons. So thank you so much. Yeah. And uh, Luke Bly is all over the gram. He slides all over the gram. So posters beware. Luke Bly will be there. Um, we also <laughs> received some pure spice from a Churros fan like me. Woman after my own heart. And pure legend, Norhal Quella. Take it away, Norhal. Hello, this is Norhal. And here it is. Well, what are my theories about Dark Ray? What we saw in the... D23 real for the the rise of Skywalker. I think it's really really exciting. First of all, my theory is this is a hell of a cosplay, <laughs> and re- make sure that yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely trying that cosplay that that's Dark Ray. But I think the Dark Ray would be mm, maybe she goes to the dark side. Some fellas out there have mentioned that maybe she's possessed or. Maybe it's a vision because it gives you the, that air of the cave in Dagobah like in the, in the Empire Strikes Back. So, yeah, we'll see. I'm really excited. And I, I just think that if JJ put this out there for us to see, uh, yeah, I cannot wait to see what he has for us in store with in December with the Rise of Skywalker. Thank you. Again, what an accent. We get so, we get so many accents on this show, which sounds so like good. a simple thing to say, but it's amazing. Um, it's so good. I, I chuckled. I must say I chuckled when she said, first off, it's a hell of a cosplay. This is going to be, this is going to blow up the convention circuit. Norhal's going to try this. Norhal, tag us in your pictures because you want to see Dark Nor, if you wouldn't mind. Um, but yeah, this, I mean, we've already had uh, Molly Damon of Star Wars Explained actually debuted this cosplay about a year ago. So she's well ahead of the curve. So maybe Ray falls to the dark side or is possessed because there's a Dagobah feeling to this shot. And uh, she also also mentioned, as like JJ, if, if he's put this out, she can't wait to see what else he's got in store in December. So this one's slightly different, touching on what we've already spoken about, but maybe, maybe Ray actually just straight up falls to the dark side or she is possessed 
the possession angle has been moot it's been gaining some traction that somehow you know some something some sort of spirit imbues her whether it's from an object or um being within the vicinity of the death star some something sort of something takes her over and she loses control over herself so um so that is slightly different because obviously now we've got the possession angle but also she might just fall just basically say right i've had enough of this light side luck i'm going dark now so firstly are you going to be cosplaying as dark bly and secondly what do you think of the basically just fall into the dark side or the possession angle <laughs> um i feel realistically i'm still leaning towards a vision mm-hmm. i feel like star wars and i'm going to be completely honest with you i think the whole idea of quote-unquote possession and whatnot i feel like that's too dark for star wars and i feel like if they were to do something like that it would be done in a lot more of a slightly subtle way where maybe you know like Gollum in Lord of the Rings yeah. where he 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 he's he becomes almost obsessed or, or almost bested by the ring. Mm-hmm. We've got some middle right? earth shout outs tonight. Yeah, like yeah, because you can kind of see the parallels yeah, yeah. a little bit. Um, especially with all the speculation, I guess, because we, we we know how that story ends, so it's easy to to relate it, I guess. But mm-hmm. um, I feel like that would be the route they would go down. But besides that, I I I can't help but feel the dark ray. One one thing that we haven't mentioned yet this this on this show is that Ray in that scene in Dark Ray, the Dark Ray mm-hmm. scene. She doesn't look like herself. Yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah, she, she she looks very. We mentioned her stared with her eyes before. Yeah, yeah, and yeah that that could mean that could mean a hundred and one different things. But what if it is? And this is a cheeky shout out to um, my lovely lady who wanted to mention this. To just before the pe- podcast, she I told her the the um, theme of of today's it's episode, um, and this is also something that none other than Isaac Pevy, another another patron, ledge lad, um, lad um, has mentioned. And what if it is? What if Ray is being shown what could be? Right, mm. like. Palpatine could be showing Ray, this could be you, and this could be all of your stuff. A bit like, now I don't know how well people know their Bible, but like Jesus was shown as a, as a grown adult um, by the devil, by Satan, you know, you could have the kingdoms of the earth. And Jesus went, no, no, I'm not into that, right? Now, what if, what if it's a vision akin to that? Now, we know that, we know that Star Wars, we know that mythology and fantasy takes a lot from these old stories right old um, books old um, proverbs in in the bible and in lots of other books right old mythology old greek mythology etc 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 now what if it could be just something as simple as that you know it could be that but again it it comes down to how it's executed because right now Right now, Lucasfilm don't want us to make sense of this. Star Wars does not want to want us to make sense of this. J.J. Abrams, in particular, does not want us to figure this out. He wants us to go into the cinema thinking one thing, 
and he's going to surprise us and dazzle us in a, in a in a different way and part of me feels like is this all maybe a bit too obvious i don't know i don't know man this is hard <laughs> he's pulling his fantastically hard. hair out here <sighs> canon has given us these things though canon has given us a possession angle in the vader comics the the helmet of darth momin a sith lord from generations ago he when he died his spirit entered this helmet of his and when vader built his castle on mustafar the helmet was there and it became a it kind of brought him back to life albeit he then got slaughtered by darth vader as canon would Mm. always have us so there is that possession angle but about that vision as well being a vision showing a vision of what could be the temptation if you will Ray throughout the two films has shown that she's fairly dark. Like she was going to, it looks like she was going That's to true. cut Kylo into pieces on Starkiller Base before the ground split. Look at her eyes, and her, she's gritting her teeth. She's ready to cut him in half. And then in the novel, The Force Awakens, which is canon, she hears a dark voice in her head saying, "You know, do it, kill him, you know, finish him." It doesn't say who it was. We all thought it was Snoke. Now we know Palps is back. It, could it have been again? I mentioned those those books are canon as long as they don't try to uh, contradict what's on the screen, which that doesn't. It's a thought in somebody's head. In the Force Awakened, in the Last Jedi, sorry, in the in the throne room scene, she's screaming her way through that fight. Kylo's pretty quiet, methodical. She is grunting and screaming and yelling her way. She's using anger. Even Luke said he went straight to the dark. So again, there are breadcrumbs laid out that maybe maybe Palps has sensed this and he's seen that she taps into that dark quite a lot and is saying, look, if you want to go that way, here is everything you can have. Look, you know, we've got cookies over here. Come and come this side. But I don't know. The possession angle has been introduced in the comics in, in like a fairly, mm. a fairly big arc as well. Um, controversial arc was of, you know, where they took it and Vader and Padme turned up, not in physical form, uh, and all this other stuff. It was an interesting arc, actually. Again, my only issue with it is, is it too otherworldly? Again, this is a, this is a mm-hmm. space saga. Mm-hmm. Is it just too far-fetched now? It's, it's for all ages. It's for grown people like us. It's for original trilogy fans. It's for the prequel fans. It's for everyone. Personally, I just don't see him going down that route. I, I, I just don't see him going down that route. I, 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 I'm thinking it's a vision. And I think the interesting thing is, who is being shown this vision? Well, this is it. I think I think that's the interesting interesting point. But again, Norhal, you're a legend. Thank you so much for volunteering your voice to our show. Uh, it means the world to us. And on your points, both of those have precedence in canon. So whilst we may not put them at the top of our theory list, Lucasfilm has put them out there yeah, because they are putting them yeah. out there. So what's yeah. their space? Spot on, mate. Spot on. Now... From the beautiful Italy, Italia, hey. Bella Italia. It's the man with the beautiful voice. Oh. It's Andy Monza, a Forza. Well, hello there. Uh, this is Andy from Italy. Ciao, guys. And my theory on, on Dark Ray is mainly based on, on the lightsaber. Because even in a very high-budget movie like this, you don't create such a complicated prop just just for a for a one minute scene 
just just uh, like the one we had in Empire Strikes Back, it has to be much more than that. If, if they went through all the trouble to create such a complicated and, and already iconic prop. So maybe there is not exactly Rey, maybe it's a clone, there are so many theories about this, but one thing I'm sure about is not just a one-minute vision. It can't be. It's already too... It's already bigger than that. It's already more complicated. And I'm really, really looking forward to discover more about this. Ciao, guys. Tiramisu. Oh, my favorite pudding. What a legend. What a man. What a legend. I love that guy. Andy, thank you so much for sending us a voicemail, man. We always love to hear your opinions, especially on the sequel trilogy stuff. So this is the, this is the voicemail I wanted to comment on. The lightsaber is key. I feel I really agree with that. Mm-hmm. This is the double hinge. This is the hinge lightsaber, isn't it? This this is the double hinge lightsaber, yeah, yeah. right? Because because this well, actually, no, I'm going to mention both of the lightsabers because I, I feel like this is critical. I feel like when you look at um, the double-bladed the double bladed one mm-hmm. in the vision, right? Yep. It's like Kylo. Sizzling. Isn't it? It's sizzling. It's it's not like a clean lightsaber. Nope. Is, Rey, is, it, is it showing us that Ray is the parallel to Kylo? Well, she's dressed right? like Kylo. Kylo Ray, as we call her. Yeah. Yeah, precisely. And another point I just want to mention is that it's not necessarily obvious what planet she's on, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It's almost like a neutral background, you know? So that suggests that it could be a vision. And anyway, something like that. To me, this says that this is a vision that shows an alternative ending, yep. an alternative parallel, right? I. I don't know. Now, on the flip side of that, I do want to mention the Skywalker saber. Okay, and and this is something real cheeky. Okay, because in the Force Awakens, when you see the Skywalker saber in the box, mm-hmm. there's lots of little trinkets in this box, right? Yeah. Now it's not for definite. Oh. It's not for definite. But you look look at those trinkets in that box. Now go to the Last Jedi. Go to the scene where you can see Kylo Ren's trinkets next to his bed. Yep. Okay? Some of those trinkets match. I was watching The Last Jedi just yesterday. I know you are, mate. I know you are, mate. You spicy legend. But honestly, some of those trinkets match. What if that lightsaber was actually for Ben? It would make sense. It would be what if he was waiting for him the, 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 all this time? Now, the reason I say that is because... I do agree with Andy on on a multitude of levels, and I've added my own little opinion there, selfishly. And I feel like the lightsabers are going to be a key driver of how they're going to tell this story and end this story. And it's all it's all definitely possible. I, I, don't I hadn't know. thought about I, I hadn't actually thought about the lightsaber itself being so key. And this is after we've just spoken about the fact that Maz Kanata says. Great question for another time. You know, how did you get that? I'm not telling you, basically. It's, but again, it's something else has been established that this, you know, there's a reason for Maz getting that lightsaber because, you know, if it had, if it did just fall into the orbit around Bespin, which again is a gas giant, so it wouldn't have melted or something. But if it did just fall, sure, you know, how did it get, you know, it, it, this is space. Space is infinite. How did it get to Maz? 
she's force sensitive, and I'm mm. not saying it called to her in any way, shape, mm. or form, but you know, it had it got to Maz. Out of all the people in the galaxy, somehow got to her. Whether it went through the black market, we don't know. And then Han Solo and Ray happened to turn up in her castle, and Finn, obviously, and it calls to her. So it's been on this journey, and it needed to, and it was where it needed to be at that moment. So there's another reason, you know. She was Ray was led to this lightsaber, which had apparently been waiting for her. But was it actually waiting for Ben the whole time? Because, like you mentioned, the trinkets. Mm. Oh man, mm-hmm. my head is going to explode. Oh, dude, you you couldn't make this stuff up. The people creating so like coming up with some grand theories, right? And I love Andy's point that they don't make such a complicated prop for a short scene. You know, it's a cool prop historically. I'd actually agree with him. You think about it. There's, there's not much that's that. There's not a lightsaber or prop or weapon or even costume, dare I say, that is made for such a short scene in the rest of Star Wars. However, this that doesn't mean it it can't happen. Mm-hmm. So again, it's it's an excellent thought, and it's something to bear in mind. But I don't know, I don't know. I still get the feeling this is a vision. I still get that feeling. Well, I love Andy's passion when he said, you know, he's saying he's pretty sure this isn't a short scene. He's saying it can't be, it can't be. I love that passion, man. That Italian passion. It's already bigger than that, you know. Big, you know, this scene has created something bigger than surely just a, mm. a throwaway scene. It's comp- it's a complicated scene. The prop is already iconic. Again, doesn't mean that... That's true. It being That's a complicated true. prop doesn't mean it can't just be in the sh- in the movie for a short amount of time because we know Lucasfilm and Disney ain't short of cash. But I like the idea, though, that other than toy sales, but well, that's, that's, a, that's a good point for another show, toy sales, but why would they give such a wicked prop for just a short scene? But, again... We might be looking far too much into it, and they may have just done it for five seconds. But yet, but the yeah. big point, maybe it's Ray, or maybe not. It is, but maybe it's a clone of her. Mm. So, mm. Vision, actual Ray, or clone. Maybe there's maybe there's like many of her. Maybe she's there's not Vision. just two. Maybe maybe there's like six or something, and they're all good at different stuff. The Rady bunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One's one's. One's good at football yeah, yeah. <laughs> and plays and plays for Southampton. Yes, we could do it. <laughs> of course, could do with cheeky her. shout. We could do with her cheeky One's shout. Great at cocktails um, or something like that. That's it. Spicy. I'm down. But like, honestly, I I don't know. And I, JJ has put this. Disney and JJ put this in there on purpose. Deviance. And I I just get the feeling this. I keep saying, I'm contradicting myself here, the most obvious thing is that she's either A, a clone, and it's a vision, right? And I just feel like they wouldn't make it that obvious. Or or they're trying to be so obvious that, oh, I don't know, I don't know. It's Shut up, so Luke. much, isn't there? Yeah. Okay, before we get on to the last voicemail, actually, no, I'm going to save this for the for till after we've heard the last voicemail. Because Andy, I am. Andy, that was a fabulous voicemail, and we love hearing from you. And your clearly well thought out opinions as well. So, and you said ciao twice, which is music to my ears. Thank you for that. And lastly, lastly, from across the pond (laughs) in France, 
So we're rolling, we really are rolling out those magnificent accents. Is uh, Gilles Peru, aka Donny Jeep, first voicemail to the show. Thank you so much, mate, and another uh, Patreon for the show. So thank you for that. So what have you got to say, Donny slash Gilles? Hello, guys. A uh, little disclaimer to begin. I'm sorry for my accent. Uh, sometimes I feel like a very bad impersonation of David Suchet, Hercule Poirot. Oui, monsieur. As for Dark Ray, I don't think it's Dark Ray. I think it's a vision from Ray. The rumor has the characters chase a MacGuffin in the movie, and I think it's force related. A relic, Citalochrome, maybe. My theory is Ray, when she touched this relic, has a vision of what she could be. In the same way, Ahsoka saw her potential future in the Mortis arc of the Clone Wars. We know uh, that arc was important in TLJ. Ryan Johnson spoke about it. And uh, I would not be surprised if we had some uh, echo of it in Tross. I think it's important for Rey to face somehow her dark side. We know through TFA novelization she almost tapped into it when she was fighting Kylo. Embracing a shadow would be a cool thing. If one wants to reach balance in the Force, one should not be afraid to look at the dark side. And I think it's what this vision gonna be for Rey. Anyway, that's my theory, not a wide one, I know. And thank you guys for hearing my thoughts. And of course, thank you for your great podcast. Like we say in France, que la force soit avec vous. Awesome. I found it hilarious that he compared himself to Poirot. Uh, okay. I can't <laughs> say, that gave me a chuckle. Uh, this is truly an international podcast. Like you, you, This is incredible. It's so good to have so many different people from different backgrounds and nationalities all enjoying Star Wars and joining in fun. And do you remember honestly, when we asked for amazing. the Rise of Skywalker translations? We've got a hatful. Don't think we've forgotten about those. They're coming out and you can wait. we got some belters on there. Um, so... Jules Peru here. He's gone full bligh here. Gone to the, he's gone to the blight side. It's a vision. He's saying that the characters are, the characters are chasing a vision somewhat because he mentioned the MacGuffin. Could the MacGuffin be a Sith holocron and akin to the lightsaber? Ray touches the holocron and she sees her future to reach balance in the Force. One shouldn't be afraid to look into the dark side, which is a magnificent quote actually. And Ray tapped into it, like I mentioned, against Kylo in the Force Awakens. So. Is the MacGuffin coming into play? Is it some kind of Sith holocron or something Sithy, which Ray touches, and this is what she sees? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like this is a fantastic point, and I think this coincides with the rest of the trilogy. That the Force is almost its own character in the sequel trilogy. The Force awakens. Right inside of Ray is the force, not Snoke, that connects Ray and Kylo. They are the dynamic duo. <laughs> they, they are the chosen ones to bring balance. One of darkness, Galactic Prince of Darkness, Jedward. and and that's it, Galactic Jedward. If you guys don't know it, Google Jedward now. You'll see we what I'm in advance. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I think it makes a whole lot of sense Mm -hmm. and it would make sense for in this last film the force is driving the narrative the force is driving the story the force is looking for its own balance i think that'd be really cool again comes down to execution (gasps) i think it'd be wicked and it opens up a viable and you know again established but also a pretty wicked way to have this vision 
Because I mean, how I mean, we saw it in the cave. Ray touched that called mirror glass. Palpatine could just show it, but that would also him sort of like conjuring up some sort of spell, which might be look a bit like Wizard of Sleeping Beauty type thing. Or could Ray, as she'd done already, touched some sort of artifact which shows her a vision of uh, an alternate timeline or, a, or or the future if she carries if she goes down the path she currently is. I think that could be it, and I think Jules Sashdani. I think you may have potentially, for me anyway, I'm going to speak for everybody. It's for me, you may have hit the nail on the head there. I think potentially this could be a, hol- a a Sith artifact or something belonging to a dark side user. Maybe it's Darth Vader's helmet. Maybe she get, gets it somehow. Or something in a Death Star. Yeah. She touches yeah. it, and this is what she sees. Yeah. It triggers it, just like triggers with the it, lightsaber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that totally makes sense. And I really buy into it. I really buy into it. I feel like out of all of the messages we got, I like personally, obviously we do all our patrons and all our fans are our favorites, you know, so it's nothing personal. We love you all. I love that it could be a Kylo's experience and we're seeing it through Kylo's eyes. It's Kylo's vision. And I also love the idea that the force is driving this. Those are my two favorite, favorite bits. So yeah. And I, I, I think that would just fit in beautifully with the rest of the film. And ladies and gentlemen, we've not even begun Dan, to talk about Luke Skywalker, Poe, Finn, Rose, or Leia, like Lando. what these other characters are going to do. This is this is this is just the tip yeah. of the iceberg. People, we are in for a treat we, in December. We've heard I'm nothing of you. Lando. Lucasfilm and Disney are hiding us from Lando, man. What's Lando going to be? I mean, there's so much. So as we approach the Rise of Skywalker release. You gotta know we're gonna be talking about these characters as we get closer to the time. So I'm still on the fence about all of these because I, I can't commit to any. Jill's uh, final voicemail is where I am leading to mostly at the minute. That it is a, a tree vision which is triggered by touching an artifact. <laughs> to you, the question I was gonna ask now one liner. You're in the cinema, you see Dark Ray, and Palpatine comes out. I can't do the voice, and he says, Here is my finished clone. One word, would you be disappointed as a first impression? It's tough, um, but it's tough. Uh, it all depends on the context, mate. Yep, yeah, of course. I'm sorry, I can't, I'm not going to speak. It depends on the context. I think, as of right now, I'm leaning towards a little disappointment. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm going to be really awkward and say if they do it right, they eat it right they execute it right Jeez. you know i'm down nope. i am down but it's got to make sense absolutely and it's got to fit the story it's got to be well written so shall we uh, shall we push those doors open mate let's do it oh, lad bartender give me give me some of your finest green goop please <laughs> green goop we're, we're going for something real simple today yeah, yeah. <laughs> all that all that ch- all that chatting, I think I just need a tap water, mate. After all those theories, <laughs> my my brain is sizzled. Chuck it over here, please. Don't touch that Sith holocron in the corner. So, uh, yeah, the Bantina, we're back again. The Bantina, of course. No show is ever complete without hearing from the best listeners in the galaxy. We wanted to hear from you guys on your theories. Obviously, we've had all those meaty theories and voicemails, but we got a few other messages and we got a few other comments from socials, and we're going to have a cheeky shout-out for those guys too. 
Yes, we've thrown them all together. So we had Brock Bellinger, Luke Tobias, shout out. Shout out to Don B- Boring. Shout out to Brock. Hangar Bay 327 and KT120. They all believe this to be a vision of some sort. KT and Luke Tobias were saying that this could even be a total misdirection. Filmed solely for the trailer to throw us off. Uh, and the CJ Hogan jumped on that saying this could yeah. have just been added just to simply gauge audience reaction to this <laughs> to the shot. If that's what I and now we don't know Lucasfilm's never done that before, but they did something similar with Marvel, yeah. didn't they? With with Endgame, so Who and that's Disney, Disney yeah, so yeah. Marvel, yeah. that's it. Yeah, let's see anything's possible at this point. I feel like that's a no, but hey, never say never. With films these days, you can never say never. Uh, Blake Richard Gutierrez, Stu Backer, Entertain Me Podcast, and Kevin Bouchard all said. Uh, they all went with Ray being a clone. Entertain Me believe Dark Ray versus Actual Ray is likely and also points to the infinite rays mm-hmm. in the Last Jedi cave scene. Yes, quality point. Uh, Kevin mentions the cave scene from The Last Jedi 2 and also the unused scene from The Force Awakens where JJ filmed Luke's hand floating through space as evidence to the theory. Yep, we all, we all mentioned that on uh, the, the podcast earlier. Yep. On the clone theory, Don Boring says, I think it would be a waste to develop Ray's journey from The Force Awakens to Episode Nine to have her just be a clone. Having her as a clone wouldn't be genuine. If she is, then so be it. I hope that isn't the case. Yeah, Don, I'm quite, I, I see your point, mate. Don I'm definitely fire, leaning eh? toward that. Lad, lad. And again, darkness rises, lightness to meet it. It's great to have alternating theories there. Our boys from Down Under, Luke and Woz, uh, from the Fly on the Wall podcast, or the Bly on the Best Wall accent, podcast. Best accent, Matt. Best accent, Matt. Best accent, mate. Come Me on. Me and my mates reckon she's infiltrating the dark side, but the promo is meant to make us think there's more to it. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Luke and Woz. <laughs> it's just... Oh, Matt, you lad. Yeah, you are a wall. king. We did it. A fly, fly on the, fly on the wall, sorry. <laughs> These lads. You can have that one. These lads are absolutely lit. Those guys are hilarious. Um, <laughs> finally, Dom Papani and said, uh, maybe she will have Sith eyes like her grandfather, Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> oh, lollicopters. That, that's a big hint there. Um, and C-3PO said the Fly on the Wall podcast. <laughs> Oof, yeah. And R.L. White's art. <laughs> yeah. C uh, C three pwned. Um and R L White's art said Dark Ray looks good, but starting to creep me out. Yeah, she does a proper creepy man. Dark Ray looks fantastic. I will say that, but she does like you mean she kinda of got like got way features to her. They've kinda of like done something to her cheekbones, so she looks proper evil. Yeah, so, yeah, big time. Big so time. So thank you to that guys and on those socials, quick shout out to Ma who's been doing around on Twitter. She's so uh, she's never seen a Star Wars movies until this week and she's been live tweeting throughout every film and it's been genuinely hilarious to read wow so anybody who hasn't read them uh, read them go and check them out and also um awesome. luke summerfield's asked if we can get a hashtag going to bring the mandalorian to the uk for november ant shot first has started he's gone with hashtag cheeky mandos for the lads which is a good start so someone's got to oh. beat that oh that's filth <laughs> guys message you your ideas and we'll vote on them and then, and then we'll see what we can do and try and try and get something sorted because yeah, we're we're all in agreement. But we'll chat about that another time. We will. Uh, speaking of Patreons, we've been mentioning them. Follow a little roundup for the Patreons. Following the question last week, KT she gave her best Luke Skywalker moment. She said that going forward every month, she's going to ask us for our favourite character moment from a character of her choosing. Um, so we threw it back to her. She said, "My favourite Luke Skywalker moment is between 
I'm a Jedi like my father before me, which Luke and myself agreed on, and the saber duel force trick with Kylo Ren in The Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah, that quality moments, Katie. You always, always provide the heat. We love you. Thank you so much for contributing to the show and also contributing to the success and the future of the show. But talking of patrons, talking of Patreon, um, we have some news for you guys. And the news is that you will definitely want to sign up to our Patreon, right? Because we have two, two brand new regular shows coming up for your spicy ears. Myself, I'm going to be hosting my own solo show, and it's going to be called The Journals of Luke Blywalker. (laughs) They're going to be my own thoughts. They're going to be my own thoughts, my own sort of commentaries, um, and I'm going to be recording them, putting on for putting it on for patron for your lovely ears it's going to be real intimate it's going to be real spicy it's going to be great and if you want to hear more of me we're going to get jibber jabber with jabber the hud again oh. it's coming out um it's going to be very much the same it's whatever i well, it could be a theory I've, uh, I've thought of a speculation something something from the wider canon just anything we think of just going to chuck it out there well you know they're 20 minutes 30 minutes however long they may be just some little think pieces maybe or just us rambling maybe we have one show is already in the bag ready. It's pretty windy. You're going to love it. Um, that's going to be coming out in the month of September, which is now. And there will be one of each of these shows per month. If we end up doing more, well, look at us go. So we're going to guarantee that. We're also going to be chucking out a third show, which I forgot to mention on the notes. And it's simply going to be called Pub Sessions, I think. <laughs> I think it's what it's called anyway. Yeah, Pub Pub pod, pod sessions, pod sessions, maybe. Me and Luke, we're, we're going to we're, we're, we're gonna think about that. It's going to be filth, <laughs> honestly. Guys, listen, listen. From as little as $2, $2, 2 US dollars a month, you can support your favourite Star Wars podcast. I mean, it's a win-win situation. Come on, guys. You go to Starbucks and you buy an average latte. Although, you know, I, I, I take that back. Um, it could be a very best latte in go the world. Despite that, it's going to cost like $4, right? For half that, for half that, you can support us, your favourite Star Wars podcast. And it's only once a month. Honestly, guys, it's going to be worth it. Especially when we've got all that extra content going for your beautiful ears. You're going to love it. And we've got to. much more stuff coming. Honestly, it's going to be spicy. Right, it's a new month. The month has started. So this, this content is going to be rolled out this month. You're getting a Journals of Luke Blywalker. We're also going to get a Jibber Jabber uh, episode. Get, get on board. Plus, again... We're going to have sort of semi-regular shows come in to do with anything as well. So there's plenty to be sinking your teeth into. Join at the $2 tier. You get access to absolutely everything that we put out. Um, so, shall we, uh, shall we jump in with a, a poem from the world's greatest let's wordsmith? Do let's, let's do it. Easy Rider. I jump on my bike and take flight, speeding through trees day and night. I can sit in my kit, this job's such a great fit. Where the hell did these bears learn to fight? Find me on Twitter at Star Wars Poet, on Instagram and Facebook at Star Wars Poetry. Always Star Wars, always poetry, always original work, posting daily. I hear William Shakespeare came back to get inspiration from this guy. Curtis Smith was easy rider. Uh, thank you again for that, mate. Again, I'm, but we cannot wait for the Rise of Skywalker poems that are going to come out. So, whenever you can, I want a, I want a red-eyed 3PO one if possible. 
always Curtis, always a legend, always an easy rider. <laughs> hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, a.k.a. Ezra Bridger, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. And now the the part of the show that I look forward to, look for, look forward to, and you guys too, is to Luke and Matt game. Yay! That's it. <laughs> and I'm, it's me who's hosting this week. Luke Luke took the spice reins uh, last week, and I'm taking them this week. I'm covering myself in that cinnamon. So, Luke, are you ready for this week's game? I'm ready, mate. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Let's do it. Let's Music do it. Let's do it. Here we go. Where would you rather take a long earned long weekend? The Forest Moon of Endor or Canto Bite? Oh, Canto Bite. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I was meant to say Endor, but Canto Bite came out. Okay, okay, okay. Canto Bite is. Canto Bite is. Spend some of Galactic credits. Naughty. What drink would you rather neck? A Hosnian Destruction or a Mustafar Mind Melter? Oh, I'm going to go for the Hosnian Destruction, mate. Sounds beautiful. Keep it tasteful. Would you rather Pills. have Big Starklighter's moustache or Young Anakin's hair? Uh, what what young Anakin are we talking about? Uh, Phantom Bulk Menace, yeah. Jake Lloyd. Ah, oh, Bulka every day. Udu. Bulk up me. <laughs> yeah, good man. Taking it back a few years. You're being hunted. Which bounty hunter would you rather have after you? Jango Fett or Boba Fett? Oh, uh, Boba. Uh, uh, I actually think Django was probably a bit better. No offense, <laughs> he Boba. Was, he was my favorite. Uh, I mean, it took Mace Windu to kill him. Do you yeah. know what I mean? He kills all sorts, all kinds of fools. Yeah, I'm going to say uh, Boba. Okay. Who would you rather be stuck in a lift with? Rose Tico or Joe Castanu, that snooty Jedi Council librarian? Oh, oh my days. Um... I can't believe I'm going to say this. Rose. Yes! I'm leading that yeah. Rose fan club here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rose. Okay, well, you're in a battle. What are you fighting with? Evil Ray's double lightsaber or, Ahso- <laughs> or Ahsoka's two white sabers? Ooh. I, you know what? I'm going, to go for, I'm going to go for Ahsoka's two blades, you know, because... I just know for a fact if I'd raise thing where you're like flipping it out and all kinds of crazy stuff that I'd just like I'd, I'd accidentally kill myself. Slice your knees off, yeah. You just know that. You just know that. Yeah, I'm going to go for Ahsoka. Okay. What would you rather be? The Chosen One or the Senate? Oh, is that even a flipping question? It's out there. Mate, if, if you're coming around the corner and you're offering me those two bad boys, right? I'm choosing the Senate every single day. Senate. I am the chosen one. Doesn't have quite the same timbre to it, nah, does it? Lame, lame. Get out of it, chosen one. You've been a bit naughty. You've been a bit of a cheeky boy. And your punishment is to have the TV listings read to you. Who's reading them? Snoke or Palpatine? <laughs> uh, it's got to be Palps, man. That, that beautiful, beautiful tones of his voice. Yeah, it's got to be Palps. Extenders. Um, Extenders. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. You can only go to one concert. Who are you going to go and see? Cy Snootles or that singer f- uh, from Solo on Dryden's yacht, that little alien in a jar? Oh, uh, no, I'm going to... Wait, which one? The little alien the, the in the jar. Yeah, the lady and the alien in the jar. Oh, yeah, yeah, Lady in the Alien. Not Bly Snoodles? Yeah, they were sweet. They were sweet. No, no, no. Snoodles can go fall off a cliff, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> here we go. Three more. Who would you rather talk like for the rest of your life? Okay. <laughs> Saw Guerrera or Watto? 
Oh, you know how to tempt me, don't you, mate? <laughs> oh, let me think. So how would I how would I say my wife's name? I'll go I'd go early. Oh, <laughs> early. Uh, save the dream. Save early. <laughs> uh, uh, I think, I think, I think I would seem like, at least if I was Saw Guerrero, right, I'd sound like I just have a damaged voice. Like, and I've seen some action. Whereas yeah, if I was Watto, people might either think I'm a bit crazy or I'm really racist. <laughs> yeah. So Saw so Guerrero is. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for the Saw. I'm going to go for the Saw. What's for dinner? You what? So <laughs> speaking of uh, your lovely wife, you buy her some flowers, right? What do you yeah. write, What do you write on the card? Kuya Maya Stupa or Diwana Wanga? Oh, Diwana Wanga. <laughs> I, I think of that most days, actually, what that means, and I say it quite a lot. Finally, if you could be any Star, Star Wars character in the galaxy, if you could be any one of them, who would you be and why? E.T. <laughs> oh, yeah, in he's in there. In the Senate. In, in the, the Senate. Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, bants. <laughs> <laughs> if someone could Photoshop Luke as E.T., I would or, give up everything. Yeah, either that or um, George Lucas in Revenge of the Sith because he plays <laughs> one of the one of the politics. One Papanoida, of the I think he's called. In, is he really? Yeah, Papanoida. What a naughty boy! More is. like Papa Naughty. Right? <laughs> oh dear! Well, that was it. That was, that good, was the man. game. That was good. I like that. That was a good episode. I have fun coming up with these games, and I'm looking forward to Luke's next week as well. Ah, uh, it's going to be amazing, mate. Watch right, out! Uh, Watch out! But Sessions listeners, we're aboard the Essex Falcon. We've got to take off now. That is this. That is that even for this episode of Star Wars Sessions. But the fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? They can find us on Twitter at Star Wars Session with no S at the end. That's at Star Wars Session on Twitter. They can slide into our DMs on Instagram at Star Wars Sessions. That's at star wars sessions on instagram feel free to drop us a voice note or message to our email address sws at whatwatchtonight.co.uk that's sws at whatwatchtonight.co.uk and if you want to support the show further check out our patreon at patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions give it a look and see if it's for you Uh, We're on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere in the galaxy that you can find a podcast, we're there. And if you love the show, please do think about giving us a good review on your podcast platform of choice, because it helps us get out to more people, and the more people we can speak to, the more people we can hear from, and that's the best part of the show. Absolutely. Now, people, 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 please, please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad. Tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your Ewok, tell the bloke who works or used to work at Blockbuster. <laughs> tell your cousin, the more the merrier, the spicier. Tell Rose Tico, because God, I love that Rose Tico. This is the oh, podcast you're looking for. And this is the Tico you're looking for. So until next time, from me, it's see you, and from Luke. May the force be with you, always. Do Another great one. show, mate. Another great show. They are Essex-based podcast heroes.
You will never be as strong as Darth Vader. Tell that to Kanja Club. <laughs>